With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. From my perspective, he was the number four overall quarterback, right? But I know John Dorsey, and from John Dorsey's perspective, John's got a little swag and he likes... What's going on, everybody? Thank you for taking another listen to the next episode of the Teeing Off podcast, hosted by yours truly, Tito Javier, joined once again by Alex Kugler. Al, it's been a... It's been a couple weeks since you and I got a chance to chirp, not since the uh, Conor McGregor fight. Miss you, buddy. Uh, how's everything going? What you been up to? It's been a minute, T. We, uh, we had a 4th of July holiday a couple weeks ago, so obviously everybody was doing a little traveling for that. You got to enjoy some time in Mexico with the family, which we all want to hear about. Yes, but sir. A lot of traveling on behalf of both of us. Here the past few weeks, so we've gotten to uh, spend some quality family time, but it's good to, uh, to finally be back, settle down. Happy to be back. Happy to uh, have you guys join us. Uh, as always, thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, man, uh, Mexico was fun. Got to uh, got to visit my got to visit the homeland. Uh, you know, my dad, my mom wanted to take the family for a trip. It's been forever since me, my siblings, who now have uh, kids of their own. Uh, went on a on a family trip, so it was good. Down in Cancun, got to spend some time with uh, the nephews poolside. Got to see some extended family that lives out in uh, in Mexico, and uh, it, it was a good time. Met some good people out while I was out there. Um, two people from uh, from England, from across the pond, who were there vacationing. A couple of people from the Jersey area. Uh, other than other than Montezuma's revenge and. Um, and 15 a 15 hour uh trip home i don't even i don't think i told you that story uh other than that it was it, it was a great vacation spent four nights five days out there got after it on the uh on the tequila side of things um but yeah uh i guess my I, i'll tell you about my story about getting back so i flew i i'm flying jet blue and i've never had an issue flying jet blue i've you know always Great customer service. Uh, I show up at the airport uh, Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. Cancun time. And the line to get through security is just ridiculous. I end up spending three hours in this line. And um, whatever. The only reason I knew I wasn't missing my flight is because spending three hours in line, I start to you know, make conversation with people. And I notice like, there's like five or six other like family people that are on my flight. So I'm like, they're definitely not going to take off with all of these people still not at the gate anyway my flight's supposed to take off at 11 30 i finally get to the gate at 11 45 get to the gate they're like oh the flight's delayed obviously i go i sit down drink something hour goes by they're like those of you who are you know on this flight to newark uh you're at another gate we all go to this gate there was no there wasn't this wasn't a gate for like airplanes to to go out of so we knew we were just fucking stuck there fast forward five hours my flight got delayed five hours fast forward five hours they're finally like we're boarding you guys they board us we get into our seats we sit on the plane for about an hour not knowing why we haven't taken off yet finally the stewardess comes on she says the pilot doesn't have enough hours on his time card to get you guys back to newark 
So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Long story short, they flew us to Fort Lauderdale. We picked up two new pilots, not after having waiting another two hours. And then they flew us back to Newark. I got to the airport in Cancun at 8.30 in the morning. I didn't land at Newark until 2 a.m. Uh, other than that, Mexico was fun. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a six hour direct flight gone completely in the right no 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 direction. three and a well three and a half it took me three and a half hours to get from Newark to Cancun on my way there so oh, okay. three that's three not, and a half I hours it was a longer no 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 three and a half hours turned out to be fucking my entire day just either on a plane sitting on a tarmac. I mean, mostly in the plane, because once we once they boarded us, they wouldn't let us get off. Here's the deal with airplanes that everybody needs to obviously understand, but you never have issues with a specific airline until you have an issue. Right. And once you have that issue, that issue will piss you off to the point where you're going to claim to never utilize that airline again. But guess what? When you're searching for tickets and you want to go on a trip down the road, right. you're sure as shit going to be looking for cheap tickets based on that airline completely forgetting that a shitty situation like that has ever occurred. But right. No, I, I haven't, I haven't gone as far as saying, Oh, I'm never going to use JetBlue again. Like I'm probably going to use JetBlue again at some point in my lifetime. So I don't want to go that far. I just wanted to let people know anybody, if you're planning on traveling sometime in the next, I don't know, month and a half, even I'd say the past, the next like six months, understand that a lot of these, hotels, airlines, like they had to let a lot of people go during COVID. So now I'm pretty sure they're trying to get back to like, you know, their normal customer service as far as travel goes. And so many people are trying. Go ahead. Little equilibrium, you know, we're trying to, trying to staff up again so we can. Right. Give them, I mean, dude, I had people on this flight yelling at these um, airplane attendants, like, crucifying them. I'm like, yo, it's not their fault. All right. Just relax. A couple of people are like, we're going to die on this plane. Like, no, you're not. You're not going to die. Anyway, what have you been up to? Where you've been traveling to? Where you've been all my life, baby? Yeah, we've been, we've been doing the damn thing. Uh, upstate New York. Uh, we got to enjoy a nice 4th of July. Got to play in a nice little golf tournament. Not that you give a shit about that. And then just been traveling to see some direct family, some people I haven't seen in a few years. So knocking everybody off the list, you know? So, uh, you know, it's been a great summer so far. You know, every weekend there's a golf tournament on and slowly but surely I catch myself, uh, you know, tuning in. Got to see our uh, Colin. was Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. We knew we'd get you over the hump eventually. We just got to talk about it enough. Look, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying I like golf. I'm just saying, you know, on the weekends when I'm flipping through the channels, different sports are on, I leave golf on a little bit more now. I mean, it's, it's music to my ears. The more you watch, the more you're going to understand. So, Cut the golf sissy crap and finish up in there. Dude. Speaking of watching, we got a big game tonight. We got a, a monster game tonight. Uh, game six in the NBA Finals. Uh, Milwaukee is up uh, three to two. It, honestly, it, it's crazy because it's crazy the way this series has gone. The Suns went up 2-0. Obviously, Giannis was coming off the hyperextended knee. I can't imagine anybody thought that the Bucks would win the next uh, three games. It's been pretty crazy to watch. I know last time I saw you, uh, I was I was this close to telling you that I was going to retract my statements on 
Chris Middleton, but I don't think I need to now. I don't think I need to. He's played very well. He's been their closer, but but I will Giannis is Giannis is their guy. He's their guy. For sure. I mean, if you're let's just talk about game five, right? You're getting 30 points out of all three of those guys. That's why you have them on the floor together. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis. That's who the hell is going to stop that? Nobody in their right mind. Now let's We'll get into some predictions here in a little bit, hoping that we go into a game seven. So my prediction is going to lie on the away team tonight. But like we've discussed in the past, if you get those three going, they're going to be really, really tough to stop, especially when they're scoring 90 points between the three of them. Yeah, and and you can't say enough about the defense that Drew Holiday has been able to play on Chris Paul. He's basically owned Chris Paul defensively. And he gives you solid minutes against uh, against Devin Booker. So, you know, on top of that, when he can give you 21-plus points, dude, I, I think they're, uh, especially in this series, I think they're pretty unbeatable if Drew Holiday is going to give you 21 points. And he gave you 27, you know. In right, five. right. If he gives you at least 21 points, I think they'll win. But he gave them, yeah, 27 on like 60% shooting. It was absolutely crazy. I think we can, and I mean, this is a hot take, but... This this Bucks team has been playing together, all of them, for for quite some time. I mean, there was a wild stat that came out today that Giannis and Giannis, excuse me, Giannis and Chris Middleton, in were the only two on the Bucks team in 2013, 2014. Their record was 15 and 67. Here they are with 15 wins in the playoffs. Nine years later, pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't think we discussed this on the last episode, but uh, I heard a story from someone uh, about Chris Middleton and Giannis's relationship when they first came into right. the NBA. Did we talk about that last episode? Yeah, I think we briefly discussed it. They we, were they were uh, they were sharing each other's minutes, right? They were pissed off at each other, right? Right, and just to see the way these guys like have so much admiration for each other now, how well they play together. You know, both very. Um, humble guys you know you really don't sense any ego when it comes to to those two as as teammates you know Giannis speaks super highly of of Chris Middleton uh and vice versa and I think you know you're seeing it now uh down to down to nothing I mean they were down to nothing to the Nets in that series you know the fact that these guys never get down on each other and just are able to 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 play hard no matter what the you know, no matter what the situation, I mean, Chris Chris Middleton has had some fucking stinkers, some fucking really bad games in the playoffs. And you take a guy maybe like uh, LeBron, and we'll talk about him later. Uh, you know, he might not give you that that same vote of confidence if you you know drop ten points in an NBA Finals game. Um, you know, so much to be said about the way this team has has played with each other. You know, you even got savvy vets like PJ Tucker and Brooke Lopez, who I really hope you know, can get it, can get a championship. But um, yeah, man, it, it's been pretty sick to watch in the series. Uh, I guess let's, uh, let's talk about the Suns uh, being up to nothing. I mean, what the fuck is going on with them? How are they shit in the bed this bad? I think it's, uh, you can tell that it's a group of guys that have only been playing together for one year. Uh, you got to take into account exhaustion that comes with the NBA postseason. You know, you are playing a lot of games in a little amount of time, traveling on top of it. Giannis came out the other day, and him and Chris have spoken to each other about how exhausted they get towards the end of games, especially game five, six in a series. But they 
know they need to battle through adversity if they want to be champions. And at the end of the day, this Suns team is, they're playing pretty decent basketball. I mean, it's four four point loser right. after having an unbelievable start in that first quarter back at home. But now the, the, the tough task is trying to come into the Fiserv Forum on, you know, on a day or two of rest to, to win a game six to force you to come back to Phoenix. You got to, you got to feel bad for a guy like CP3, who everybody so desperately wants to see win an NBA championship. You're shaking your head across from me because we know how you feel about him. But seeing Devin Booker get it this early in his career while CP3 is getting something which so many people is deserving of, it's, we got a nice little game coming up tonight. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. And let me be the first to say, fuck Chris Paul. Fuck Chris Paul. Fuck Chris Paul. I hope the Bucks <laughs> dominate tonight. I hope Chris Paul has to look at himself in the mirror and just think, fucking loser. I've always hated Chris Paul. Um, I respect his game. You know, one of the, I'd say, top 15 point guards to ever play the game. But seriously, fuck Chris Paul. He's done enough in his career to alienate me where he's one of those guys where I'm like, no, I don't want him to win a championship. Like, I... As a young kid, I didn't really like, I wasn't ever, I wasn't really a Knicks fan, but obviously, you know, being from New York City, I always fucking hated Reggie Miller. And I remember always thinking like, good, I'm happy that he doesn't have a fucking championship, but I definitely respected his game. Same with Chris Paul. Fuck Chris Paul. I can't stand Chris Paul. Never have, you know, never could, never will. Fuck Chris Paul. I don't want him to get a championship. I hope Giannis fucking dominates tonight. I'd rather see Brooke Lopez and PJ Tucker get championships over Chris Paul. Fuck him. I don't want to hear it. Those of you who are like, he deserves it. The fucking point God. Point God these, motherfucker. No. No, 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 no. No championship for Chris Paul. Well, I now need to go out of my way to apologize to everybody who's listening for the Limbiscuit song that Tito just dropped with 44 F-bombs over the course of 35 seconds. So sorry to all y'all that are listening, but... He's clearly got some animosity. I want to know where the animosity is derived from, even though he attempted to go into it, but I don't want to stir the pot because what we just learned is he can go off on a nice little tangent about how much he hates Chris Paul. I mean, but, it's not... I, and I said this on... I don't know if it was last episode or an episode episode before this. Um, you know, I, I just thought that he went out of his way to not be very friendly to my man Steph when my man Steph was coming up. So, especially when he was on the Clippers with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And I think, uh, I think a lot of the hate that Steph got around the NBA was, was from Chris Paul. Uh, I think once Steph kind of got to become who Steph is today and he, and he surpassed Chris Paul as the best point guard in the league, I think Chris Paul kind of manipulated the rest of the NBA to be like, nah, we're not going to give this guy his flowers. And so, such bullshit. whatever, I can think what I want, right? <laughs> that, that it, I mean, obviously, I knew there was an underlying reason. Well, look, no. That's why I wanted to stir the pot. He never liked, he never liked Steph Curry. Bullshit. You're going to come in with some cherry picking bullshit like he treated Steph Curry wrong when he was 22 years old at a Davidson six year or eight years, you know? No, it wasn't. It wasn't 22. Steph had to be at least like 20 five like 26 27 because he's in his 30s now and they didn't start having that run until like 2015 um so yeah 
he was still oh dude look i didn't like the shade that chris paul gave steph and i'm sorry i don't i don't want him to win a championship look okay yeah that, that's where we're coming from at the end of the day though you gotta appreciate the fact that chris paul has been a little bit of a road warrior if not a complete road warrior you know he's been bouncing around trying to formulate these big threes for quite some time where he can have some success this was the first time he went to a team yeah you got a devin booker and an upcoming deandre and but he went to a team to be the mentor, the veteran guy in the locker room to try and put together a, a championship contending team, which he has done. So you got to respect him at some point in time on that level, right? I respect Chris Paul. I think, I think Chris Paul is, you know, a guy who you can plug onto any team and, you know, he's going to be good enough to, he's good enough to get them to a championship. Granted, you have to have some of the right pieces in place, but Chris Paul makes up for a lot of deficiencies just because he, He's a he's a savant of the game of basketball. Like I said, one of the top, in my opinion, a top fifteen uh, point guard all time. Uh, but look, I, I didn't I didn't love you know him and Steph were a rivalry once upon a time. So you know I'm not going to give him. I'm a Steph guy, so in my opinion, you know, Fair enough. I, he he doesn't. You, you, you can get your cake. You can't eat it, too. And that's, that's where you're at. You don't want to give him the love, although you respect the game. Probably how a lot of people, I'm not going to say myself, wink, wink, how they feel about LeBron James. But nevertheless, topic for a different time. We'll get into him a little bit later. I got Suns tonight. They're Ooh. getting five points. A lot of value on that money line pick for any of your gamblers out there. I think it was plus 160 when I looked at it. Hold on. My, Suns minus five? Suns plus, plus five. five. Excuse me. Um... Suns plus five, plus 160 on the money line. You got a couple hundred bucks, throw one, 200 on there. You're walking away with 320 bucks. Considered a done deal. You're welcome. You heard it here first. Uh, you're the betting man. Uh, I'm not going to put any money on the game tonight. I am just going to root, root really, really hard for Giannis and the Bucks, and root really, really hard against uh, Chris Paul and the Suns. And, and And for that matter, I don't really love Devin Booker either. I think I threw some shade at him on an earlier episode. Uh, the light skin assassin. <laughs> He's a monster, though. The light, the light skin, the light skin mid range assassin. Ooh, the light skin mid range assassin. Yeah. Now you're just choking on some haterade over there. You're just pinpointing everybody that you don't want to see have success, which is fine. You're you're riding the Bucks tonight. I feel you. That's that's your pick. I'm taking the Bucks to win their second championship in franchise history. Look, Devin Booker's young. He'll have his opportunities. I, of course. I think a lot of the shade that I have for Devin Booker is people comparing him to, to Kobe Bryant uh, way yeah, too he, soon. He, he hates those comparisons. No, I know. I know. I know. But you know? look, guilty by, guilty by, I don't want to say association because he didn't put those words in people's mouths. But look, I'm not, I'm, you ain't Kobe. Not yet. Let's, uh, should we move on? Yep. Let's move on. Let's, uh, you know what? Getting back to, my trip to Mexico and the first time I saw you after my trip to Mexico was when we watched the Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier fight. Let's get into that because I, I don't feel the same as I did prior to that fight about Conor McGregor. Um, and it has nothing to do with Conor McGregor, really the fighter. I do not think I'll invest any of any more of my money watching that guy not only is he deficient as a fighter, as we can tell now, he's a fucking scumbag. He's a, I mean, and I knew he was always a fucking scumbag, but come on, like a lot of what I thought his bravado was about was, you know, bringing eyes to his fights and promoting the fights. But Dustin Poirier is a good dude, 
right? He, he doesn't he doesn't promote a fight like Connor does, but he's a good dude. For Connor to go and attack his wife and say what he said and all that bullshit, like, first of all, the guy just fucked you up. He, he fucked you up. If we would have gone to a round two, you were about to get your fucking shit rocked. And then right. for you to say all that about his wife, like, I kind of want there to be a fourth fight so we can see Dustin beat the shit out of him. But then I'm also like, I'm not paying for that. Where, where do you stand? I mean, first off, that's why you're coming over to my apartment to watch these fights because I'm paying for them anyhow. So you're not putting a dollar towards Conor McGregor as is. So and like, and I know. appreciate you for that. <clears throat> I'm fucking with you. But, yeah, <laughs> if I'm it was boxing, you. I'd put my money up. But you know me. I'm not an MMA guy. Yeah, I feel you. And now we're seeing all these. I mean, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to see them, but we got videos of Conor McGregor talking about how he had a stress fracture excuse me, in his leg prior to the fight. He was thinking about pulling out. The, the UFC doctor knows, and uh, whether that's accurate or not, one, stop making fucking excuses. You know, he're, he's just a, he's a massive, massive superstar that is kind of being brought back down to earth. Fortunately for him, he's made a boatload of money off his liquor brand, so on and so forth. But you're 100% right. What we got to see after that fight was not a, a man that humbly takes a loss in, in which... He absolutely shattered his foot at a nice right angle. You definitely don't want to see that again. But to talk that type of shit and cross that line after you had just gotten your ass whooped shows the type of character he is. And he is a scumbag. He can promote the shit out of a fight. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a fourth fight because no disrespect to Dustin Poirier, but those fights are what's putting the most money in his pocket. True. So he can say, why would I not show up to, to fight Conor McGregor for a fourth time knowing he's going to promote the way he promotes going to put asses in seats. You're going to get Donald Trump and 350 other celebrities that are sitting next to the octagon spending money to be there. So there's probably going to be another fight. But you're looking at a guy who's had a cataclysmic UFC career, and it's just unfortunately all going downhill from here. But that's what happens with age in the fighting industry. 45 was in the stands. I was the one that pointed him out to you. I was like, look, there goes your boy. There I he is. I call him my boy, but <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. Um, look, the guy Connor's not going to be back for at least a year. He's going to have to get his whole fucking leg, I don't know, put back together. I, just give it up. And and I think the thing that bothered me the most was I've seen McGregor take losses before and be humble in his losses. This was just fucking uncalled for. It's like why you would you're first of all you're attacking the guy's wife way out of bounds right second of all you're saying oh we would have seen what would have happened in the second round bro we just watched you get mauled for an entire round like at some started that round decent though i will give him that i mean he was getting absolutely demolished later in that round that last minute but he did start off the fight with a couple good punches and it was longer it was longer than it was longer than a minute he was on he was getting pounded for at least two and a half minutes and, and kudos to him for not giving up. Um, you know, that took fucking balls and grit. But, yo, for him to come and say, oh, we would have seen what would have happened in the second round. Like, the first round gave us no indication that you were about to come back and do shit, but get your ass beat. So, well, look. It's, yeah, it's a dude that just lost who's now speculating on what could have happened if he didn't break his foot, if he didn't lose, so on and so forth. Here's what I will say, and I'm not going to justify Conor McGregor's actions in any way, shape, or form, but... You could tell there was definitely a little bit of animosity pre-fight. From my understanding, the last time they fought, um, they were talking about how they were going to donate to each other's charities and this, this, and that. And the way that Connor was making it seem is 
Dustin may have gone back on his word or done something to offend him from that standpoint. So he was already a little bit pissed off with a little bit of animosity prior to so, Friday night. So the story... But we're not going to sit here and... yeah. So the story me. is Connor agreed to donate to Dustin's charity pre-fight because they were being very cordial with each other in the lead up to that fight. Obviously, Conor McGregor has a ton of more money than Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier, very, you know, into philanthropy. Conor told Dustin that he would donate to his charity. After the fight, Dustin knocks out Conor. The story went that Dustin came out and said, hey, you know, you agreed that you would donate to my charity. You never did. Conor got pissed about it. You know, oh, you're calling me out for not donating, yada, yada, yada. I think he tried to use that as his motivation for this fight or to use it to hype up this this fight. And it it didn't work out. Um, you know, mind well, you. So he, he, even more even more towards the point that we're trying to make where he's an absolute scumbag. You right. Know, that's... Right. Uh, look, I, I'm personally, and then we'll move on from this, uh, I'm done with Conor McGregor. Um, as long as you want to keep paying for the pay-per-views, I'll, I'll be there. But in my mind... In my mind, fuck this guy. I got no more. I got, you know, you do something like that, you know, attack a guy's wife. That's, that's just, that's out of bounds. That's, that's out of bounds. You know, now you're making excuses. Oh, I had a stress fracture. Ask Dana White. And you got into the ring. You got into the fucking ring. So if you got into the ring, that's it. You were healthy. You were ready to go. Don't want to hear anything. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Hmm? Yeah, I say shout out to the UFC though for putting together an unbelievable card that night, which made buying the pay per view to watch that fight at the end of the night a was little it? bit more, a uh, little bit more entertaining. We got a little sugar, uh, sugar Sean O'Malley, which was entertaining. We had a couple other nice fights in there, so shout out to the UFC for doing that. So we didn't get stuck with a sixty dollar bill to watch that ratchet ass fight at the end of the night. Word, Sugar Sean O'Malley just beating the guy's face in for fucking three rounds. Shout out to that dude for. Uh... I think he won like fight of the night, got like a 75k bonus or some shit like that. Don't remember his him. don't remember his name, but whatever. Took a took a nice beat and took it like a man. Um, let's move on from MMA uh and jump into I'd say this is NBA, but not your typical NBA topic. We wanted to talk about uh LeBron James uh and Space Jam, which just came out what Friday? Um, you know, I think it's the biggest movie out right now. Obviously LeBron James is a huge name. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I have zero plans to go see the movie. Part of that, uh, stems from my LeBron James hatred. Another, uh, stems from, you know, I'm, I'm a grown adult now. I don't really want to go see fucking cartoons. Um, I've heard that it, I've heard from critics and things like I've heard it's not been very good movie, uh, but that's the opinion of adults. Uh, I'm sure kids thought it was, you know, great and hilarious. I'm look, I'm tempted to see it just so I can have some subject matter knowledge on whether it's good or not. But I, but I, I, I don't have any plans to, to see it. I think it'll be a long time before I, I put my eyes on it. Um, I know we talked offline. You haven't seen it yet. Do you plan on seeing it? If so, why? If not, why? If it rolls across the TV screen and nothing else is on, I'll throw it on and watch it. Same thing. Got to watch it for context matter. This thing is living with 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Rotten Tomatoes 
does not love to hand out shitty scores. So that one should tell you. But what the good thing that's come out of this is I've turned on the original Space Jam soundtrack for like the past three days now, which is absolute fire flames. Everybody <laughs> should throw it on. you got Coolio and so many Seal, so many dudes from back in the day. And uh, But yeah, it's... It's Space Jam 2. You kind of know what you're getting with a sequel like this. First one was so dangerously epic, and I'm saying that too as a guy that watched it when he was a child, so it's pretty hard to say now like as an adult, but it, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but if it's on TV, I'll, I'll throw it on. Why not? Big buttons bungy guy over here. guess we'll just let this play in the background for uh, for the sake of things. Shout out to MJ, the original Space Jam fucking star. We didn't need a Space Jam 2. If this doesn't solidify MJ as the all-time greatest in front of LeBron, I don't know what does. Right? Did they, I, I, Dude, I want to compare the soundtrack of Space Jam 2 to Space Jam 1. We should do that. Love this song on in the background right now. Dude, I told you, this is an incredible soundtrack. I'm not even fronting on it. I mean, R. Kelly's just as much of a piece of shit as Conor McGregor, but it's still a great song. Still a great song. Yeah, and we didn't know much about R. Kelly at this point in time, too. No, we didn't know. We might have known that he was pissing on girls, but... Yeah, he might have just got out of We didn't know how many. (laughs) Here we go. Woo. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings. Yeah, this is. Let's, uh. We'll, we'll, we'll turn that off right now. Hit me with more of that heat, please. Another big shout out to MJ. Another big shout out. All right. Let's, uh. So, yeah, uh, getting back to, to LeBron James and Space Jam. Look, I. I thought LeBron was very, very good in that movie he did with uh, Amy Schumer. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. I thought he was. Yep. I thought he was great in that movie. And after seeing that movie, I thought to myself, "Yo, LeBron's got a, I don't know, it's career, but he's got a future acting." I thought he did really well acting in that movie. I just, you know, for me, it's like if you're almost begging people to continue to compare you to Michael Jordan, and you're never going to win that battle. By going out and doing Space Jam 2, like, do something else. Be more original. Be a a drama actor or some shit like that. Prove to people that you're a better actor than Michael Jordan in some way, shape, or form. But just doing Space Jam 2 or doing a remake of Space Jam, you never were going to get the benefit of the doubt, people. You're never going to get the benefit of the doubt from people. And you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from me. So go fuck yourself. You I don't. I don't mean the that. reason that LeBron went out to Hollywood, baby. You think it was just to join the Lakers? Nah, he's starting that movie career, bro. No, I, probably, I obviously. He he watched Trainwreck for like the tenth time after he 
threw it out there with Amy Schumer and who else? Uh, Bill Hader, Marv Albert was in it. There was a great, great little cast. Unbelievable little movie. It's a good movie. But he, he probably saw how good he was. He's like, I can do this shit for a living when I retire at 42. Why not? Yeah. He, Kudos to him. Yeah. I mean, look, none of, neither one of us has seen uh, Space Jam, so we don't know what LeBron is like as the lead. Um, as a, as a, as an, I guess he wasn't as a supporting actor. I don't think he was a supporting actor. I guess he just did a cameo or whatever. Yeah. We're, we're diving too deep. Here. We're diving deep. Look, we're not going to see space jam. You have to promise me this. If you ever see space jam, it'll be with me. I can promise you that. Boom. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put something together where we watch it with an hour and a half of our, uh, of our lives and we have nothing else to do with them. Boom. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we're about 32 minutes into this. Just for uh, just to let you guys know uh, that are listening to uh, this episode, we're going to try to keep our episodes to forty five minutes. Uh, obviously, that'll be give or take, but forty five minutes. We want to make sure that you know you guys have uh, an amount of time allotted to listen to the TNF podcast. You know, set forty five minutes aside on the calendar every week. Say this is the time I'm going to listen to these two assholes talk about nothing. Uh, so yeah, forty five minutes. We're about 33 right now. Lastly, um, getting in, get into a little bit of NFL. We got a uh, we got NFL training camp starting up, probably in the next two weeks or so. Uh, I know prior to jumping on, we wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers because that's obviously been the biggest story all off season. Whether he was going to be back with the Packers not be back with the Packers, sit out a year. He's still under contract for, for one more season. It looks like he's going to be back. Uh, I don't think he will sit out or hold out. Um, I love that for the Packers. I'm still not sure if that puts them uh, in Super Bowl. I mean, it does put them in Super Bowl contention. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you're in Super Bowl contention. I love it. I think it's great for the NFL. Uh, you know, what are what are your thoughts as we we roll into uh, the NFL season coming up? Uh, quick question: How how good did that feel, though? Out of curiosity, we're finally at the point where we can dive back into what we really love. Obviously, NBA basketball is one thing, but we get to start talking NFL football again because we've been stuck with the the tail end of the NBA postseason. Granted, we got the Tokyo Olympics coming up, so that'll be you know a little bit entertaining to, to check out. But I think they that, should be I think they should be canceled. But sorry to cut you off. That's well, that's a conversation for a different time. We don't have enough time left in this. But, yeah, no, we're excited to talk about it. We got a lot going on. I respect the shit out of the Green Bay Packers for holding strong. holding strong, And you get to see what a little bit of pressure does. Aaron's back. He's going to put them in contention. They're going to get better with Aaron back this year. They're going to find ways to hopefully be better than they were last year. I don't really love it because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, so having Aaron Rodgers come back and play in the same division is going to be absolutely fucking miserable, especially with a guy like Kirk Cousins behind center for us, but it's exciting that he's going to be playing football this year. You need him for ratings. You need him for the city of Green Bay, and he's going to win football games. That's what he does, but man, it feels good to talk about the NFL. I know we got some sorry news with little Cam Akers today. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see that. I saw the headline. What did he do? He tear his ACL? He tore his ACL while he was doing a private training lesson two weeks before training camp. Now he is done for the year. No, yeah, no timetable for return, done for the year. We got, you know, who was supposed to have a breakout season. He was probably top on that 
fantasy running back list too, which we'll get into a little bit more as the week goes on. I know you're not a huge fantasy guy. I'm a big fantasy guy, but start throwing some picks and knowledge around. Better yet, we'll have other people reach out to us and tell me how I should pick my team so maybe I can pick up a W this year. Um, have you ever damn, won a fantasy league? Yeah, I won. Uh, I actually won two out of the five I was in. Granted, the one I did win is with a bunch of friends that have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So I don't really feel good about it. But at the end of the day, it put some money in my pocket that was utilized for a couple beers at the bar that following weekend. So no complaints here. I've yet to win a fantasy league, and I, I I have a bad I have a bad time keeping up with them. You know, as the season goes on, I forget to you know my lineups and shit like that. I guess that's why I'm a bad gambler. I'm just awful at it, but whatever. Um, it, it's great to be talking about the NFL. It's going to be uh, a fun season. Obviously, uh, the Buccaneers looking to repeat. They had their uh, visit to the White House today. Tom yeah, Brady Tom yeah. Brady throwing out some sleepy Joe mm-hmm. jokes, and uh, 40% of people don't think that they won the, the Super Bowl. Tom, Tommy's a different man now that he's not in New England, right? I, he's a Floridian. You know how they've been doing down there for the past 12 months. He's a, probably a big America guy. He might even have a boat right in the Tampa Bay with a, with a Trump flag hanging off the back going to Trump parades. Who knows what goes through Tom's mind. But at the end of the day, it was good to see them there. Uh, it was nice when you can finally get a team like that back together at the Oval Office, considering it's been a little bit of time with everything that's been going on in the past year. So good entertainment for the sports world. Tom always... Kept it entertaining for us as he does, whether it's with avocado tequila coming off a boat or showing up to the Oval Office to uh, to touch base with the president as the Buccaneers all go there together. So, I I can't say and it's funny because Tom Brady was a fucking a stale wet napkin for twenty years in New England, and now the guy's got fucking jokes. Now he's Messing around with younger guys in the locker room. He, you know, he's making fun of, you know, Aaron Rodgers when they're doing their celebrity golf thing. I mean, I I love this Tom Brady. I really do. I've always had so much, like, admiration for Tom Brady, the, the football player. But now, like, Tom Brady, the person, he's fucking hilarious. I... I I, I think they I don't think that the Buccaneers will go undefeated. I think Tom Brady's too smart to think, all right, let's put that kind of pressure on ourselves. But I have no doubt in my mind that barring like any significant injuries, I think that team repeats. I really do. I think they repeat. I love this time. We got to take note. This is what happens when you make a lot of money and you have a smoke show supermodel life. You know, your, your ego gets a little bit bigger as days go on. And I love to see it. It's just pure entertainment for everybody else that's watching. Obviously Tom's already a winner on the field. So it's great to see him be a little bit less of a wet napkin off the field. Like he's been in the past, but guy's an unbelievable golfer. You can tell what he's been doing in the off season when he's not throwing footballs and it's just an enjoyable dude down to earth. Guy's probably got a massive hammer. Massive. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> but here, I, I want to, I've been hearing rumblings, and I want it to be heard first here just in case they are true. Most of the time, they aren't. Hit me. There are some rumblings that Deshaun Watson is in talks with the Philadelphia Eagles, which you're not going to love hearing considering you're an NFC East guy and the Giants seemingly think they can put together a team to win that conference, which they can because you got to be in 8-8 eight, eight to win that conference. But I've been hearing some rumblings, and no, I'm not Adam Shefty, but... I, I saw that 
I don't know where I saw it, maybe Twitter or something like that. And yes, to your point, I fucking hated it. Uh, I'm not for it. Fuck the Eagles. I mean, look, Deshaun Watson's great. I think that they have such a bad roster that he won't be able. I mean, he'll, he'll win them some games because he's that good. But I'm not that worried about him just simply because of how bad their roster is. And I think the Giants have a really good roster. I mean, if if Daniel Jones can be a slightly above average quarterback, the Giants are going to win football games. We really don't have any extremely weak units. We don't. Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, again, you got Saquon coming off of a pretty tough injury, so obviously we wish him the best and we want him to have a breakout year, but you, you got to see how that plays out. I'm not going to sit here and listen to the absolute shit you're about to spew out of that mouth about the New York Giants. But like I said, you got an opportunity to win that NFC East and you can yeah, do I mean, it. Like, that's all. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to go fucking, and there's 17 games now. So I'm not saying that we're going to go 12 and five, but I'm saying, you know, we could go 10 and seven. Yeah. So what's the deal? <laughs> Let's talk about that format real briefly. They, they added a 17th game. So you're playing 17 games into week 17, but they broke down. So you're only playing two preseason games, right? Uh, it, I think it's three preseason. It was three four pre-season. before. Now there's three right. preseason games and they added uh, a week. Uh, so to, to off the back end of the preseason to add it to the back end of the NFL season. So what is there 18 weeks and you're still getting a bye week? Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I wasn't a fan of it at first. I think it, really goes against player safety. I mean, how many times do we get to the NFL or get to the playoffs and you have so many guys hurt by the time we get to that point? I just don't think adding a, another game was was necessary. Um, you know, the NFL is the most popular sport in the entire country. I didn't really think they needed to fuck with it. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, it, there's the money aspect. And you know, the That's players, the do. players see a lot of that, you know, a lot of that money goes to the players too. You know, I don't think any player is going to cry about an extra game check. So, um, look, right. I, right. I, I, I wish all the players well it, it, as a, as a fan, as, and as somebody who wishes there wasn't, um, injury, uh, in the sport. Um, you know, I just, I hope everybody ends up, uh, you know, having a, a good, healthy season, but yeah, I mean, as a fan, yeah, we get an extra fucking week of, of competitive right. football. Like, I mean, here's the deal, too. We're going to find out real quick. This is a trial and error run. You hit it on the head. They need to compensate for revenue loss during COVID last year. They're trying to do that by adding another game on the back end, ticket sales. But if you get a lot of guys that are injured towards the end of the season, they may very well switch it back. It's a trial and error year. At the end of the day, the guys that are going to be playing all 17 games in the season – are dudes that are not playing three out of the four preseason games, you know? So if anything, you're adding a little bit more onto their plate because they're not playing week two, three, four of the preseason with the exception of maybe a, snaps, a couple snaps in the first quarter. So those are the guys that, you know, that would normally play 16 games. Now you're playing 17 games. At the end of the day, we're going to figure it out because if there's a lot of injury, they may very well change it back. NFL's player union might get involved. NFL Players Association, rather. So let's see. But you hit it on the head. It's more football for the fans. We get more shit to talk about week over week as the season goes on. I'm going to dismiss the fact that you said the Giants may go 10 and 7. Uh, but you'll see. 
with everything. We'll see. You'll Pittsburgh see. just got better. They're bringing in Melvin Ingram on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's over the hill. He's over the hill, yeah. Melvin Ingram. But over over the hill and being a vet on a team that's already got a pretty fantastically established defense might, you know, he might just be able to. Uh, that is true. That is you know, true. To plug a whole Swiss cheese model. Plug got a it. hole if there's a leak. Um. Yeah, getting back to uh, the whole 45 minutes thing. We're at time, Kooks. Um, appreciate you joining me again. This was fun. We got to not let so much time pass before we get the uh, listeners some more content. Uh, anything you want to say before we jump off? Well, yeah, we'll get, we're going to start getting the listeners some more content here as the NFL season plays out. We'll start getting into some NCAA football as well as I'm a huge fan, but like always, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Please feel free to share. We've been getting a lot of quality feedback about our past episodes share feedback comment let us know we appreciate and love y'all thank you guys for listening we'll hit you up later peace